Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast by Worthy. I'm Jennifer Butler, and I'm your host. The process of learning is an interesting one because we usually have to go through things, make mistakes, fail, and fall on our faces to really learn how to get things right. And have you ever noticed that when we finally do figure things out, it's often a little too late? Today's guest is here to share her own secret recipe to a successful and everlasting marriage, lessons and discoveries that she made after going through her own divorce. Jennifer Hurwitz is the author of the book, Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, A Divorce Coach's Guide to Staying Married, where she offers a no BS approach to what the divorce process really entails and what the greener grass really looks like. Jennifer is a relationship coach, best-selling author, and host of the Doing Divorce Right podcast, with a no-nonsense approach to helping people understand what a happy divorce can look like, how to date, and even how to stay in a successful marriage. Jen has been featured on OprahMagazine.com, Bustle, Scary Mommy, Blunt Moms, and many other publications. Thank you for being here with me, Jennifer. I'm super excited to talk to you today and hear your spin on this awesome topic. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Me too. So I would love for you to just start by sharing your story with us because your life experiences are really what has led you to do the work that you do, write the books you've written. Well, it's a long one, but I'll make it short. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll cover more of it through the, okay, throughout cool. the whole thing. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll make it short and sweet. So I am, um, I'm happily divorced. Now, I like to say I'm not happy that I'm divorced, but I'm happily divorced. Um, I have two amazing boys. They're teenagers. So let me just take a deep breath. They're teenagers. They're two teenage boys. They're amazing. You know, I started, of course, like every other, I think, you know, female back in the day in my 20s thinking I had to get married. I had to get married. Let's do this. Find a guy. Find the perfect guy. The, and I call him my ex-husband. I call him my husband. Mm-hmm. And um, I call him the perfect sperm. Kind of like the perfect storm, but the perfect sperm. He was the ultimately perfect sperm. And he was, you know, driven and gorgeous and perfect and husband material and, you know, father material. And I was like, just the last one of all my friends to get married and being Jewish and living in a small town, you know, in you know West Bloomfield, Michigan, everybody was like, why didn't you get married? Why aren't you getting married? And yeah. I was like, you know what? Oh, let's just do it. So I'm not sure looking back if I did it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. but I did it. And I got two amazing boys out of the deal. You know, you, you go through life thinking, you don't think you're going to end up divorced. Right. Absolutely. You, you go to the altar, you go to the chuppah, you get go, you're there, you're everything's great. And the next thing you know, life hits you. Life gets in the way of life. And you look back, and I, I always start to cry when I think about this part, but like you look back and you're like, oh my God, I'm divorced, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard and divorce sucks. And I don't think that you ever really can anticipate what divorce feels like, looks like, tastes like, smells like until you go through it. So true. It's really like a semi truck, right? Like, right. Oh my God. You just have no idea how it's just no going to level you out. <laughs> and it does. And it just does. And, and I think that until you go through it, people can tell you, they can say what it's like, they can give you stories and anecdotes and what not to do and what to do. And here's, but until you go through it, you don't understand it. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and it doesn't even really matter the circumstances. I mean, it's no. just the experience of it is really yep. gut wrenching right. in many ways. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, you know, I ended up, you know, living in um, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is also, also a little <laughs> tough for me being a big, a big city girl. Um, and it's funny, my ex and I, my husband and I, um, we parted, we amicably divorced. And I had, I, I really said to him, it will be no other way. We will be divorced and we'll do it right. And that's the name of my podcast, Doing Divorce Right. Mm-hmm. And we decided together to be friends. And I think it's a choice that you make. And unfortunately, it's a difficult one. It's not easy doing divorce right. It's not easy being in a uh, you know, a healthy, positive. It's hard. It's hard work. Look, marriages work, relationships are work, divorces work. But luckily, you know, lots of women are not in the position I'm in. We're best friends. We are best friends and we have each other. And basically, you know, I lost some, he, like we can go for days, but you know, I lost lots of friends in my divorce and he's my, he's my friend. And I also am in a two-year relationship, two and a half year relationship with an amazing man. So, and they're friends. It's just crazy. I could talk all day, but. <laughs> well, no, and I love it, right? Because I think you're, you're really an example of what's possible and what's possible when you're willing to really take a look at yourself, when you're let, willing to get a little bit down and dirty and just. Yeah get in the mud with it and do the work you need to do in order to make things work. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, look, it's not easy. We have horrible days. We had horrible days. It wasn't an easy by any, I mean, we both did, you know, we, we took responsibility and we ownership for what we did in our relationship. We both sucked. I mean, I tell people like I was a really, I was an amazing mother. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell anybody I was the best mom there was still. I'm the best mom there is in in my, in my opinion. I was a really crappy wife. I was a really crappy wife, but he was a really crappy husband. So I really feel like I tell this is my favorite line that I use when I public speak and I go across the country and I tell people, you know, you've got to put your kids second in your marriage and you've got to put your kids first in your divorce. You know, let that sit and let it settle and let it sink in and then think about it. Like really, that is the trick to this. And I think that I didn't do it right. I really thought my kids came first no matter what. In any way, I, they came out of my vagina. And I'm like, that's it. The he's first. And then the Zach was second. And, and Mark is third. And that's why I'm divorced. I didn't put my relationship first. I absolutely agree. And that is a huge lesson. And I know you talk about it in your book, right? What a yeah, good yeah. And I think people really misunderstand that statement. They do. Yes, yes. I have no regret. And, and, and I think that woulda, coulda, shoulda, sometimes people are like, oh my God, she wants to get back together with her ex. Let me just start by saying, A, my first chapter that I write in the book is, look, if you're in an abusive or an emotionally abusive or physically abusive relationship, I'm not saying any way, shape or form to stay in your relationship. Please get out. I write that very loud and clear in italics and huge letters. Get out of your relationship. Find the, find the right place to be. Don't stay in a relationship or a marriage that's abusive or you know, that in a loveless, sexless marriage, get out. Right. Exactly. Right. That's number one. Right. I always say that. Number two, I have no regrets. I got, I had to get divorced to see where I am now to be as healthy as I am now. It's what it could have, should have. Do you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. I can't go back. I don't want to be with my ex-husband. I want to be with my boyfriend that I'm with now. He's amazing. But you know, I mean, you have to, you have to work on yourself to get there and own it and see it. Because if you can't take ownership for what you did in your relationship, how can you move on? Yeah, absolutely. And you can't even know what you've done. And like, you have to go through it, right? To learn the lessons. Yes, yes. And I truly believe that we go through these life experiences because this is part of your purpose, right? Like sharing this message. You know, I read this book. I loved it. I could relate as somebody who's divorced. I could relate to everything you said. 
Yeah. It's hard to hear though. Isn't it hard to read? Like it was people call me and they're like the people that are going through a divorce and thinking about it. This, the second book I wrote, the first one's one happy divorce. The second one, what it could is kind of like, you know, people that are thinking about it and kind of maybe going back and forth with the idea. They're like, Oh my God, you saved my marriage. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Like, you know, like Oprah, it was on the Oprah list for the, one of the best marriage books to read with your partner for a healthy relationship. And people are like, Oh my God, now I know why. But it's because, you know, you don't know until you go through it. I'm hoping that my mistakes can help people maybe sit and breathe and take pause mm-hmm. before they jump. But it also, the second part of the book is kind of saying, look, for those of you who are married that have divorced friends, like help them. Yeah. You know, like be there for them, step up and show up because where the hell are you? Yeah. Like where were my, where did they, where were they? Where were my friends, even family members? They don't get it. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit, in in my opinion, a little bit of like, you know, they just don't know how, right? Like, right, what do right. I do? What's appropriate? I don't know. But then sometimes I also feel like there's a little bit of fear that it's contagious. Absolutely. Well, that was a chapter I wrote, right? I'm not, I'm not contagious. I'm not, there's nothing, you're not going to catch it. Yeah. I, I had girlfriends who said, I'm sorry, my husband won't let me hang out with yeah, you. Anymore. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what are you, what? I mean, that was like, it just, it ripped me to the core. Yeah. I was like, and I, I remember thinking I'm alone, like truly alone. And the worst part for me was it's kind of like masks a little bit of a death because, you know, you go through that whole grieving process, right? The, mm-hmm. you know, the, all those levels and, but then the guy's still alive and you're standing there next to him, right? Yeah. You have to, you have to raise children with this man. So I, it's just really, it was just the most, it's the craziest experience, right? Yeah. And in some ways, I think a little bit harder than a death, because like you just said, I mean, you have to still see them and, right? and feel their energy and know that they're existing in the world and you're not together. Right. And breathe the same space. And yeah. oh my God, it's just, right? It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I want to highlight what you said before. If you're in a, any sort of toxic situation, you know, abuse, drug or alcohol abuse, anything like that. Keep yourself safe, right? Like this conversation is not, you know, directed toward anyone in that sort of marriage. But for people who are considering it, you know, maybe just doubting things, you know, just feel like you're not connecting anymore. Maybe you've fallen out of love, whatever, right? This conversation is really for you guys. Yeah. I feel like if there's that glimmer of hope, like I know, I feel like I maybe jumped ship too soon. Like if I would have put a little more work in, if we probably, and we did, we went to therapy and we, we thought we did enough work, but looking back, woulda, coulda, shoulda, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe we didn't do enough. Maybe I could have, you know, there were things that I felt like, oh, you know what? We were, my life should have been bigger. And I kind of was whiny and I was a little bit bitchy and I wasn't, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like those kind of things. And look, I'm not, you know, here's, here's the real thing. Like you got to own that. You've got to own that stuff, right? You've got to own it. Absolutely. And and I did. And I look back and I think to myself, Jen, you were kind of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, and I remember sitting, um, overlooking, I was at a place called Camp Powerman, which is this amazing summer camp for women. Uh-huh. And I was sitting in a, like a session, a works, like a, a session on empowerment and blah, blah, blah. And, and I remember sitting overlooking the Ma- in Malibu, overlooking the Pacific ocean and thinking to myself, I got to call my ex-husband and say, sorry. Yeah. You know, this, it was sorry for like, just kind of like what, what, the way I treated him. Yeah. I was emasculating. I was, but you know what? Like, 
aren't we all so, I mean, I put those kids first and I like, I thought everything I thought I could do better. I could do faster. The diaper changes, the towel folding, the putting away the dishes. I just let, let your guy do it. He can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just those little things. Like, be nice. I think we, if we, a lot of us fall into that trap. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about then what sort of the quote unquote greener grass really is like (laughs) and what the divorce process really entails. Right. So like, you know, you're on the side of, gosh, my marriage sucks, right? This is awful. There's so much better. Look at everyone around me. They're so in love. I want that. I want that. I want that. What is really, if they do make the decision to divorce, what's really ahead? Well, you know what? I, this is the part that always you know, I get all the calls like, oh my gosh, she's divorce bashing and she doesn't, you know, she needs to be stronger for divorced women and females need to stick together. And I'm all there. I'm a divorce coach. Um, I love empowering women. I think we do need to stick together. But look, when I'm working with married couples or I'm working with people that are on the that vacillating line of, you know, do I do it? I'm going to be honest because here's the thing, when I was going through it and everyone I was talking to was married, mm-hmm. right? I would have loved someone who was divorced to say to me, whoa, Take a deep breath because it ain't that great, lady. You know what I'm saying? It would have been nice for someone who was divorced to say to me, yeah, you know what? It isn't so much fun dating. Or yeah, Jen, you know what? Tinder isn't so great. (laughs) Or you know what? It's going to take you about, oh, I don't know, three or four years to feel better. Right. Because no one said that to me. Because guess what? Unfortunately, the girls I knew that were divorced, misery loved company. You know? And unfortunately, the girls who were married you know, they didn't want to talk to me. I was going through a divorce. Yeah. My parents wanted what was best for me. So of course they're like, of course, supportive of my decision, which was to leave. My therapists were of course neutral. We used a mediator who was neutral. Mm-hmm. So it would have been nice for, I mean, I would have died for someone like me to hand me this book that said, here's the real truth, girl. So that's why I wrote this book. I yeah. wrote it for, you know, like, because it is, I mean, you know, it's, it's just awful. Divorce is not, I mean, there's nothing like everyone's like, oh, well, you get half of your life alone and you get all this alone time without your kids. I'm like, really? <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's, that's a good thing. I'm like, but here's the thing. I don't choose to be alone anymore. Like my girlfriends, we all went to Austin and they're talking, they were all married and I was divorced and you know, we went on a girl's trip and they go home to their families and I go home to my empty house. Right. But if they get to go on a girl's trip, they chose that girl's trip to be alone. Right. Yeah. Me, I don't choose alone. I get alone every other week. Right. So it's like, those are the differences that people don't really, you know, and and look, everyone means well when my girlfriends say, oh my God, aren't you, oh my God, how lucky are you that you get to be alone every other week and do whatever you want to do. I don't see my kids for half their lives. Yep. I remember that very thought, you know, at the beginning and thinking, gosh, I did not ever in my life think that I would have my son to see him for half the time or a quarter of the time, you know? Right. That's, a, I think, one of the most difficult and then relinquishing right. can really any say in the, that right. half of their life. Right. I mean, it's crazy. You get, you lose everything. You yeah. lose all of your, it, it is, it's a control issue, right? But like, luckily I got lucky. I got, I mean, I have a great ex-husband and here's the thing. I'm, again, I'm not saying to stay in a relationship that you need to get out of or right. that's, that you really feel that it's not what I'm saying you know, at all. I'm saying just do your due diligence, do your research. There are things you can do in your marriage. You know, it's not all lost and, you know, you can, you can fix it. Is Mm -hmm. it fixable? Is it fixable? Right. After X amount of years, can you get that love back? Yes. Is it an intimacy issue? You can work on it. There are things, I mean, right. So 
That's what I'm trying to say. I can say too, as somebody who is in that other sort of group where, you know, I was in a marriage that I had to get out of and there, you know, I can still take this in, you know, even though my situation was completely different, I can still take all of this in and look and see exactly where I was showing up in the same way that you were. And what that does for me now is really wakes me up to my next relationship and making sure that I don't make the same mistakes, especially with somebody who is loving and supportive and present and available and all of those amazing things. The worst thing I would want to do would be to you know, mess that up by walking in as a bitch or emasculating him or any of those things, right? Right, right. I think it's across the board, right? And look, at guy, and guys are not, I mean, they're not off the hook either. You know, when I work with my clients, look, there are there are guys that they have their their stick too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I work with, and I look at them and I'm like, look, you know, like you, you got to listen. I mean, we can go over this, whatever. But there are things that both parties need to do, yeah, right? absolutely. Everybody needs to show up. But, and it's just, I feel like if I could just help just the people who are just kind of like, oh, I'm not sure and blah, blah, my heart doesn't yeah. flatter, the garage door goes up and I don't feel that pitter patter in my heart anymore. I'm like, really, girl? Because if that's what the issue is, I got help for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the women that this book is really, truly for. Absolutely. But I am a huge, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for those who, like you, who need to get out of their marriage. I'm there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely pro-divorce if it's necessary, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. pro, but I'm pro doing divorce right. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate of co-parenting and I'm, you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, I'm all about the kids and, um, yeah, so I'm not saying don't get divorced. Well, and even if nothing else, right? Like if nothing else, then at least you're standing in self-responsibility and making sure that you've done everything and really owning your part before making that final decision. Yes. That's a great point. Yes. And then you can say, I did it all. I tried it all. I did it all. It didn't work. I have no regrets. I'm moving forward. I own my crap. <laughs> yes, I own it. I'm standing in my space and I can do it. And you know, and that's that's it. I think it's a win-win. What would you say if you had to pick? I know there are many, many lessons, but what would you, <laughs> what would you say like the biggest lesson you learned from going through the actual divorce and living as a single woman? Oh, I'll tell you the, the biggest thing I tell everybody, everybody, I think I rushed. I was so quick to date. So quick to date. Um, I, and I, it's funny, I listen to a lot of your podcasts, and I think that the last one I listened to, oh, she was fantastic. And I'm, of course, forgetting her name. Tam, um, oh, Tamsin Fidal. Oh, my God. It was so good. Tamsin yeah. Fidal was so good. And she was saying how you need to take time and get to yourself and find yourself. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm good. I got, because my ex and I, we were in this, like, you know, we were done a year before we were separated. We were, we already knew we were, we were, I was so done with him anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to date. I'm good. I was not good. I was a mess. I was a mess and everyone, but I wouldn't listen to anybody. I wouldn't listen. I thought I knew everything. I thought I was like, oh, no, no, I got this. I can do it. I can date. Let me tell you something. You are not okay in any way, shape or form. No, I know. Don't you think like a year? I tell my clients a year. I'm like at least a year to start dating. Do some work on yourself. Know who you are. Figure out who your person is. Spend some time with yourself that's my biggest, I think my biggest lesson. I just, oh, was I dumb? I think that's a big one. That's huge. I was a big dummy. I made some big mistakes. <laughs> I think we all do, but right, we have to learn from those mistakes, but still like you can't even, until you're away from the relationship for at least a good period of time, you can't even really see it. Right. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Like, and you need to be able to see it and understand 
you know, what patterns you have, where, how you were showing up, what, what you really desire, where you lost yourself. I mean, there's so many pieces of it that you just need to take a look at. I know. Right. And you don't even realize that until it's like, Oh, you you know, you then then you try to tell your friends that are going through it and they're like, oh no, no, I got this. I got like, it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay, so we're gonna take a really quick break cool. here. And then when we get back, let's jump into you know your your secret recipe, right? For oh, for a successful marriage. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Awesome. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back with Jennifer Herbitz. When I decided to sell my jewelry after my divorce. The most important thing to me was finding a company that I could trust and one that would also advocate for me. I found this and so much more at Worthy. Their expert staff immediately put me at ease and helped me to get the best price possible for my jewelry. Your engagement ring can be a symbol of your freedom, your journey, and the choices you have made to live your life on your terms and create the future you desire. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. We're back with Jennifer Hurwitz and we are talking about her book, Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, A Divorce Coach's Guide to Staying Married. And we are just about to start talking about her secret recipe for a successful marriage. So, okay. So first let's just kind of address the elephant in the room, you know, and I know you get this question a lot. Like, why should I listen to you? You're divorced. (laughs) Why are you telling me how to have a successful marriage? So what do you have to say to that? I love that question. (laughs) One of my favorites, especially I'm on stage and people are like, well, what do you know? Um, This is my favorite thing. I love it because, you know, being divorced, who better to tell you how to stay married, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's my favorite. I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, I I lived it. I did it. I messed it up. Learn from someone's mistakes. I feel like people who are married, you know, going to marriage counselors and they're married and everyone's like sitting around saying, oh yeah, this is, no, no, no. How about the person who really messed it up the worst, who knows how to fix it because I, I broke it, right? Yeah. I, the, I mean, I, I just think it's like the most logical thing in the entire world. So when I wrote the book <laughs> and I said, a divorce coach's guide to staying married and everyone was like, that's brilliant. I'm like, duh. <laughs> because I'm like, I got it. I know how to fix it now. I can't fix my own marriage. Mm-hmm. Clearly I messed it all up, but let me help you fix yours. Yeah. And amen to that. I completely yeah, agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. Yeah. I feel like I can totally understand marriage in a completely different way right? with so many different perspectives now that I've not only been married, but I've been on the other side of it and all yeah. of that. So it, it does. It gives you, a, don't you a think bigger like class. as a relationship, I know you're a relationship coach too. Yeah. Don't you feel like you can help your clients so much like better because you've been through it? Absolutely. I've yeah, been just through it. I've made the mistakes just like you. And, and I see, and I can see it, you know, I can see it from that perspective as opposed right, right. to that, like, quote unquote, theoretical perspective. Yeah. Like, and I feel like people say to me all the time, like, you know, why well, I, I, I don't know what it will feel like. And I don't know what it will, you know, what is it going to, I'm like, well, well, I'll tell you what it feels like yeah. because I'm living, I'm living it later. Right. You know, I got it. So it's like, it's, <laughs> I can actually say instead of when I was going through my divorce and my my counselor or my therapist was married and and she, I kind of looked at her like, well, how, how, how do you know? And she was like, well, because there's been studies. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm great, great for the studies, but how does, how am I going to feel? And how are my kids going to react? And how, well, now I can tell you how your kids are going to react because I see them. Yeah. Right? So I lived it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Awesome. So yeah. you, well, the secret recipe, right? The, and I yeah. guess you have like four 
tips for success. Yeah, it's funny. When I wrote the book, I had three. So I had the three S's, um, my you know, secret to a successful relationship. And then I started like talking around the country. And I'm like, I have one more to add. I have one more to add. So now I have four. Uh-huh. Um, and so I made, I made them really simple. They all start with S and I thought they were kind of cute. Um, so of course, you know, number one being the, the, the big elephant in the room, of course, like we all say is, is sex. You got to have it. Mm-hmm. You've got to have it. You've got to have sex. You've got to have intimacy. And I, I say it kindly and nicely and sweetly because you just got to do it. You have to have sex with your partner. You, your spouse, you have to. I, it's not, you, you should want to. You should want to, but you you've got to you've got to have sex. You just do, and yeah. you know it releases and it releases all kinds of amazing yummy hormones and oxytocin mm-hmm. and dopamine and the cuddle hormones, and all of a sudden your life just changes and yeah. everything feels good around you and you're kind to each other and you're kind to your family and you see. I mean, it's just like it's the most amazing thing, right? Absolutely. What happens to you when you start making love? And I tell my everybody, I'm like, just get in bed and do it. And they're like, I, I don't want to. I'm exhausted. The kids, the kids, the kids. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. That's number. That's my one of my other S's. People always yell at me. What do you mean? Put the kids second. Kids go second. Mm-hmm. And I get hands in the air during my speeches, during my talks. What do you mean? Put the kids second. I can't believe you're saying this. I'm like, put your kids second. Your kids should come second which is my number two, second, kids come second. Because if you put your kids second and you put your relationship first, all of a sudden you'll see that your kids actually are coming first anyway. Exactly. Because then they see what a relationship looks like when you're in love. And kids love nothing more than seeing their parents. Oh my God, yes. Like, like cuddling and funny yes. and joking and they might yes. roll their eyes and be like, oh, but they love it. Right. And my kids never saw that. Right. And even last night, my son Jonah, we were talking the phone and he, I'm embarrassing right now, but he has this little girl, whatever, he's 16 and I went 17 and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know what, mom, I don't even know what love is because I never saw it. Mm. My heart, I wanted to throw up. He's like, I never saw it with you and dad. You guys never, I'm like, oh my, I, you know what? But that's why you have to, if you know, you have to get divorced if you're not, if you're in a loveless, you, he yeah. needs to see goodness. He needs yeah. to see you need to be holding hands and blah, blah, blah. And I used to say to him, you know, all the time, I'm the best mom ever. We go out every Saturday night. Yeah. Every Saturday night we have a babysitter. But you know what we talked about? The kids. Yeah. What is that? What is that? Yeah. No. Well, and that's the thing too. It's like eventually the kids leave and that's the whole point of parenting, right? Like we want to be successful, right. successfully parent them so they can go live their own lives. And then you're left with your person, yes. your partner. Yes. It just breaks my heart because yeah. I think back and I, I think about how I just could have done things so much. Dirt. I have no, no regret of of being with my, you know, I don't want to get back to go with my ex, but I could have done things so much differently. Well, you just see it now from a, yes, from a wiser exactly. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But what I just want to say about what your son said is in some ways he saw love at its greatest height because you and your ex have come together in a way that is so beautiful and so such an inspiration. And sometimes the ability to do something that difficult is a true representation of what love looks like. So I think so too. Yeah. No, it's funny. He always says my other, my other son always says to us, why do you talk all the time? You're supposed to be divorced. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that's love. That's love, baby. That's love. It's co-parenting, honey. Yeah. I'm the the queen of co-parenting. What do you want from me? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's great. So there's sex and then there's putting your kids back in. And then my favorite one is silence. Mm. And I took a little spin off Hamilton and I always say, speak less, listen more. So, you know, 
you have to speak a little bit less and you have to listen to each other a little bit more. And guys need to really tune into what the women are saying because my biggest complaint from my female clients are, he never listens to me. Mm-hmm. He's all, you know, he never hears me. So guys have to really be in tune to what their their spouses and both ways spouses are saying, mm-hmm. right? And women, shush, lower your tone, lower your pitch, lower your volume. You know, we get all like animated and hyped up and wild and blah, blah, blah. blah. And I know I do at least. Yeah. And guys, what do they do? They shut down. Yeah. It's just that 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 communication gap where we have that communication, those issues, and communication is key, right? Absolutely. So I think we all have to learn how to communicate a little bit better. Yeah, and it's maybe you know also just taking some actual specific time to yes. really understand because we're not we can't even clump all women, all men, right? No, like, no, no. It's no, not right. even that. It's who are you as a unique individual? How do you hear? And how do you feel heard, right? Yes. And get yes. that basic component down. Yes, yes. And I think whoever the nagger is in your family, not to be, I'm not going to pick sexes here. Whoever nags, who's the nagger? Find who the nagger is and stop that nagging. Yeah. Because nagging will end up ruining and destroying everybody in your household. You know, don't give that towel on the floor that much power. It's not that important. You know, that, that the way he folds it, the way she puts away the dishes, the way he doesn't pick up his whatever. Mm-hmm. Really? It's not that big. Don't, it's no, it's not a reflection on you. But then my, I have people that say to me, you know, well, he doesn't respect me enough to pick up the floor, the towel on the floor. He does respect you. Right. He doesn't care about that towel on the floor. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but how, but then, you know, how far does it go? Like, is he not picking up the towel every minute of every day because you're, you know, he really clearly doesn't respect you? Like, you know, it's always like, how far do you, how far do you go with that? Yeah, yeah, it's taking things personally and making a lot of assumptions. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You have to you have to come into a relationship you know just hoping and and that giving everybody the benefit of the doubt that they are there for the good reason and mm-hmm. their their good intent and everyone shows up with goodness in their hearts, yeah. right? And then S number four. Oh, smile, smile, Uh, be sweet. Just be sweet, be kind. When your person walks in at the end of the day from a long day at work, greet them with a smile and a kiss and a hi and a hello. I never did that. mm -hmm. Don't I sound awful? I sound like the biggest. I'm like, who would marry me? But I was was like, you know, I had the kids all day and they were throwing up on me and barfing and I was whatever. And I was tired. I was exhausted. I threw the kids at him. I never, you know, he would call at the end of the day and say, what, you know, how's it going? I'm like, oh my God, just get home. I'm exhausted. Like really? Who wants to come home to that? Yeah. And I know that there are women listening going, oh my God, that's me. Yeah. No, of course. Right. Right. And even when you said, I don't, I sound awful. You know, when you, when we put this all together, yeah, it doesn't, but it doesn't sound great at all. Right. It doesn't sound terrible, but most of us are doing this. We don't even realize it. No, you don't. You don't realize it. And it's not ill intent. I think it just gets lost. It's exhaustion too. Like women who, and also men, women who ever staying home with the kids, it is exhausting, but it's also exhausting to go to work. Exactly. So like I was so resentful. I kept saying, well, you get to have real conversations and you get to get dressed in the morning and you get to go to work and blah. And he'd be like, yeah, but you know what, Jen, you get to stay home and see our babies walk. Yeah. Exactly. You get to sit home and watch, you know, soap operas, or you get to sit home and have conversations with your girlfriends and go, but you get to hear their our baby's first words. Yeah. Yeah. So like, wow, you know, it's just it's all so it's so hard. It's difficult. Relationships are really tough, but it's just it's, it makes me sad. Well, we somehow we somehow lose compassion for the people we love the most, right? You know, we oh, lose I compassion agree. for ourselves. And, and the next person on the totem pole really is our significant other. Yes. We lose compassion for them. 
Oh, you're so right. You're so right. Because Mark used to say to me all the time, you know, everybody gets fun Jen. Everybody gets happy Jen. Everyone gets this great Jen. The manicurist gets happy Jen. The mailman gets happy Jen. And I get mean, nasty Jen. Yeah. I'm like, ouch. I was like, wow. But I didn't get that until I was looking back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're game changers and they are a secret recipe, right? And if you can honestly just take a moment and just sit and reflect, am I doing these things? And not only am I doing them, but how can I make changes without what you said before? Well, he's doing this. Well, he's got to change. But being willing to be the first person to just own your crap and do it different. You're exactly right because it's about resentment. If you're going to do it and be resentful, don't do it. If you're going to show up passive aggressively and say, well, oh, look, the telephone, well, good thing I was here to pick it up. Yeah. Who wants that? What kind of person? And that's what's going on because the resentment builds and it builds and it builds. And who wants to have sex with someone? I don't want to have sex with my ex because I was so angry by the end of the day. Who wanted to be able to, I couldn't even get there. Yeah, absolutely. It's all cyclical. So like you just, some, but somebody has to stop the cycle. Exactly. Exactly. Right? And, and I'll tell you, I've gotten more phone calls and more clients and more people saying, Jennifer, thank you for writing this because it's what everybody's thinking, but just can't say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's hard. Exactly. You're giving women permission because I think most of us do these things, but we think we're the, we, for, well, if we even realize we're doing it, right. we think we're the only ones doing it, right? So right. you're giving it permission, like, hey, this is something that you might be doing and guess what? You can change. Yes, you can. And you can. And it, but the truth of the matter is you need to, Yeah. or it's going to turn into where I am. Mm-hmm. So like own it, do it, change it, step up and say, you know what? I can fix this. Meet me halfway because it takes two. So if you can go to your partner and say, look it, I know what I'm doing wrong, but you are doing, you know, not you're doing this wrong, but I got what I'm doing wrong. Come work with me. Let's get back in bed. Let's bring our intimacy level back where it needs to be. But it takes two. Yeah, Absolutely. If you own your stuff and your partner is not owning his, his stuff or vice versa, it doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. So, you know. Absolutely. Well, so what becomes possible, right? So like if you apply the secret recipe, you know, you start owning your stuff, what becomes possible? I mean, I think, I think everything, I think doors open everywhere. I think all of a sudden you let your guard down. I think you start to maybe, you know, like realize that things things can be happy. You can start loving each other again. And then the intimacy and the sex comes back, right? It's like one mm-hmm. at a time and it builds and it builds and it builds. And everybody, look at the stress level goes down. Work gets happier. Your relationships outside of work get happier. Your relationships outside of the house get happier. Your friendships get better. Everything builds, right? I mean, yeah. this is like a no-brainer that everybody should be grasping onto and saying, open my eyes. Oh my God, this is it. Yeah. But it takes y'all doing it. And so that's why you should really, this book is for like, you read it together. I always tell my my people, like my friends, you read it, then have your husband read it. Yeah. And they do. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Yeah. So it's one of those things you got to do it together, I think. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for your time and your wisdom and the book. I mean, I love the book. I suggest everyone read it, even if you're divorced or, you know, whatever, wherever you are in your life, it's a great read. And I think anyone can apply it to their lives in some, in some way. So I think you're awesome. I love your podcast. I love listening to you. You're fabulous. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Where can our listeners follow up with you after today? 
well, it's pretty easy. Everything I do, um, every, you can find me everywhere. It's jenniferhurvitz.com um, and jenniferhurvitzbiz everywhere else. And my podcast is Doing Divorce Right or Avoiding It Altogether. So I've got both sides for you. I love it. I love thank it. you. Thank you. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle in your weekly feed. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. This podcast is for you, so email us at podcastworthy.com with any questions or ideas that you may have. We look forward to hearing from you.